Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So excited to have you connected today, and please know this is the place where we come together as leaders to grow together, to learn. I really appreciate all of you so very much, and thank you for just being connected. This is the place where iron sharpens iron. I say it every single episode that there's a leader inside of you just waiting to emerge. And if you're tuned in, locked in on this podcast every week, thank you. If you're new to this platform, let me know what you heard about us. We would love to learn more about you and connect with you. So make sure you follow me. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Make sure you let me know where you're from, what you're doing. If you'd love to get content, our books, and know where we'll be speaking or how to invite us in to do workshops or training for your organization, josephwalker3.org is the place to go. We love to do that. We appreciate the opportunity to be able to be a blessing to you. So I want you today to make sure you do that. One of the other things that we've been sharing is our video podcast. My wife does it with me, so you know it's much better. It's awesome. Listen. Go check it out. It's called Our Life, Our Journey, Our Truth. It's right there on YouTube, and I want you to subscribe to it. Make sure you comment. Let us know if it's a blessing to you. It's all about just being a blessing and pouring content out into the lives of people. So thank you in advance. Today, I want to talk about becoming a relational leader. I want to tell you a story. When I first became a pastor, before I had any idea what God would do, in my life, in terms of the trajectory of my ministry, one of the things that I promised God is I would never change nor lose the common touch. I have seen in leadership, not only within the church world, but in the corporate world, people who have gone on extraordinary trajectories and have allowed those trajectories to change them fundamentally where they are no longer accessible or relatable. They're so consumed by the work, they're consumed by the grind, that they've lost the personal touch. I want to talk today about this because I'm passionate about it, because I, in many instances, am an outlier, as Malcolm Gladwell says. I I'm a different kind of beast when it comes to relationships. I don't need a lot of fluff around me. I'm just a people person. And often that gets misconstrued by people. People have a perception about who you are and they project their assumptions on what they think you should have around you, like security and like, you know, 10 and 15 people. And you're just sitting up in a coffee shop by yourself and you speak to them. They're like caught off guard. But you have to understand that is the secret sauce of success for for me. And it's authentic. It is who I am fundamentally. And so I, I refuse to change that because I made God a promise many years ago that I would never allow this stuff to change me. To be a next level leader, I want you to really place a value on your relationship capital. 
I want you to think about how well you do relationships. I know a lot of gifted, a lot of talented people, people that are doing amazing things, but they don't do relationships well. Today, I want to just talk about what that looks like. What does a relational leader look like? Well, here's number one. Do people really know you? See, when you lead, I talk about this in my book, Leadership and Loneliness. Do people really understand who that leader is? They know what you do. They know how well you do what you do. But because they don't really know you, they bite into the perception of who they think you are. And when the real you is hurting or the real you has challenges, it just catches them off guard. They don't think that somebody like you should have those challenges because they never really knew you. They only knew what their perception and expectations of you were. And so it's important for you to always, among your team, among the people you lead, to constantly be transparent, vulnerable about who you are. Let people know that you are a human being, that you have hopes and dreams, you have disappointments, you have sadness, you have a variety of different emotions. And that may seem so like trivial to you, but it is a major thing to the people who follow you. So you need to spend time, I mean, significant time in your organization, allowing people to know you. Why is it important? Let me give you another example. How I relate to people in my organization often is not translated to other people on my team. They're not relational people. And so I have people who know me who say, you should have the heart of our leader when you engage the people who are underneath the covering of this leader. But when you have people who work for you who are not necessarily relatable, they can create a narrative that is inconsistent with what your heart is. So, but when you share your heart, when you share your heart with people and tell them why you are the way you are, it helps them understand the importance of being a relational leader if they have not been that historically. You see? So relationships do matter. But I think it's important, number two, to build relationships. It requires intentionality. Building relationship requires intentionality. It means I am very strategic and intentional about how I build relationships. I've often done this in smaller cohorts. I've been very intentional about making certain that I, you know, really spend time doing that. I'll tell you, it pays huge dividends when you really lock in, spend time, focus on building relationships. It may mean coffee with this team. It may mean going to dinner with that team. It may mean taking a couple of folks on a trip. You have to invest in that relationship capital. It is so important. Building relationship requires intentionality. So begin to find out ways in which you can build greater relationships among your team and among your people. How can you work on your own life to make yourself more relational? Even if you're a person that may be an introvert, you still have an opportunity to build healthy and powerful relationships. And as a consequence, here's a big one. Here's a big one. I learned this. Be a good listener. See, number three of being a good listener is about when you're in relationships with people, the way to learn more about them is to listen more than to talk. It can't always be centered around you, what your dreams are, what, what you've accomplished, but just sit down and hear people sometimes. Just listen to what they're saying. Pay attention to their hopes and their dreams and pay attention. It helps you become another great leader. I talk about 
leading from the middle in my book, Leadership and Loneliness. And I talk about how when you lead from the middle, you, you have your finger on the pulse of the people and there's a greater level of empathy and you're able to download vision, understanding where people are because you know them. They know you. And that's what makes it so important because you've listened, you paid attention and people are like, I can tell my leader is listening. You can always tell when a business is listening to the consumer, when a leader is listening to the people. You can always tell because the direction of that organization, the vision of that organization begins to go in a direction consistent with the hopes and dreams of the people who are invested in it every single day. People is number four. Trust your hand when they know your heart. At the end of the day, do the people in your organization really know your heart? If they don't know your heart, they will often misconstrue your motives, your hand. They'll look at a thing and say, why did he or she do that? But when they know your heart, they never look at a thing as being done malicious because they know the place it's coming from. I think that's one of the most amazing things you could do is allow people access to understand fundamentally who you are, to know what your dreams are, to know what makes you cry, to know what you're working on. People who know me know, boy, his, his, his things are being on time, excellence. You know, he cares about people. Those are tenants that make me who I am. And so I'm very clear on that. I'm, I'm incredibly clear on that. And so I want you to, as you think about this for a moment, I want to make sure you allow people an opportunity to really get to know your heart. Allow people an opportunity to know you beyond the title, beyond the veil of, uh, of the boundaries you have around you. Peel that back sometime and let people see your heart. Because once they see your heart, they will trust your hand or what you're doing in the process. Here's the next thing. Don't make access to you cumbersome. How many people do you know, the higher they went up, the harder it was to connect with them? There was a time you could reach out and you don't expect the person to call you right back, but there was a time a person would call you back in two or three days. Now, sometimes you have to send a message and another message and another message. And before long, you look up and boy, it's been four months and the person hadn't gotten back. So I think that it's important. It's like a big deal, guys, that you really understand you really understand the access that's available to people. Allow people to be able to connect with you, to bring ideas, to be able to share their hopes and dreams with you. But here's the other thing. Your, watch this, you discover the gifts around you. Your team has gifts, but you have to be willing to discover them. There's so many gifted people, so many ideas that are left on the table all because you're not relational. I have found out just in casual conversation with people, some of the gift things are things that they were able to help me with in regards to my vision. I want you to understand you leave too much on the table when you don't speak to people, when you're not relational. So you've got to be willing to interact. Think about something for a moment. Relationships and building relationships is simply networking. Think about this for a second. People with high net working ability often have high net worth. My net work affects my net worth. Wow. How, how major is that? 
So ask yourself, is it worth being a secluse? Is it worth being over here in isolation? Or should I be very intentional about building the right kind of relationships? Here's the other thing I want you to hear. I think it's important. As you think about the gifts around you, just for a second, I want you to really hear this. As you think about the gifts that are around you, make sure you give voice to those gifts. Create a system where people have an opportunity to share and feel valued in their sharing toward the fulfillment of the vision. I think that's so important. When I talk about the collaborative process, and I do this all the time, I've done it on several of these podcasts. I talk about how when you're in a collaborative space, everybody's voice matters. Some people who historically would not chime in in a hierarchical model because they feel, well, I'm not up there with them, so I can't speak. No, but when you're in a collaborative model, you have ideas, suggestions, things that can truly, truly benefit uh, your organization. And so I just think it's incredibly important, and I want to encourage you um, to do it. I want to make sure that you tap into the gifts of the people who are around you understand the value of what they bring and allow people's gifts to flow. The final thing I want to share with you, <laughs> ooh, I love this one. Lead from the middle. I referenced this earlier in the podcast, but it's the last chapter of my book, Leadership and Loneliness. Leading from the middle is a model that I got when I was studying Jesus' ministry, how Jesus never led from the front. He always was in the middle. When he walked through those streets that day and the woman with the issue of blood saw him, the crowd had surrounded him. She pressed away from the rear because he was in the middle. Think about it. Think about it. Every single thing he did as a leader, he did it from the middle. When he sat with the disciples and had the Lord's Supper, he didn't sit at the head of the table. He sat in the middle. When he died on Calvary, he died in the middle. Now he is at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions on our behalf. He's the middleman between heaven and earth. So when I lead, one great way to examine my leadership is am I in a position where I understand the importance of leading people not always from the front where there's dissonance, disconnection, but being among the people to lead them that I can feel their pain, hear their concerns. That's what relational leadership is. It's about getting in the situation with the people. It's about walking the walk they walk. It's about assuring your presence no matter what. That's what a relational leader does. And if you are that, and I believe you are, have the capacity to be that, and I believe you do, I believe that's when remarkable things will begin to happen for your organization because people begin to see you in a completely different light. Man, I just believe that every next-level leader needs to understand relationships. I spend time in the technological space on social media, responding to people, liking, supporting, encouraging. You've got to be relational. You can be relational within reason, but you have to look at this and say, how can I remain a relational leader? How can I continue to become that no matter what occurs? There will be times you'll get burnt, but you cannot generalize everybody else because of one bad apple. 
So I really hope you have been super blessed by this one. I hope you will work on becoming a relational leader, coming out of the seclusion and isolation that causes us to miss revelation. I pray that now God will raise up amazing relational leaders. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I want to thank you. And I want you to follow me. Take a moment now. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. And then I want you to let me know how this podcast has blessed you if it has. And I want you to share it with at least three people. Because if each one of us share it, can you imagine how many people we will reach? We want to help build leaders. And for that alone, I'm thankful. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3, and I appreciate you so much. You be blessed. Until next time, peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph 